Well, hello. Hello and welcome. We are back again with yet another Trucking Answers podcast that comes to you only through your ear hole, which most people prefer. In fact, seven out of 10 mall walkers who are over the age of 85 prefer this. I'm here with my co-host Gracie, who's currently sleeping on the bed and may not have much to say today. Now, As we do each week, I like to introduce a country, but we're still stuck at 33 countries, so the rest of your countries need to step it up. Taiwan is still one download in Taiwan. One one person, that single person in Taiwan, which is its own country, China. All right, how about that? So bite me over in China. Uh, And one person has said, you know what? I'd like to listen to that trucking answers guy. For those of you that don't know, I have a YouTube channel, um, I wrote a book, and I have a blog, I'm on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, you can just find Trucking Answers all over the place. Well, if there's trucking, there's Trucking Answers. That's pretty good. I should get a bumper sticker or something with that. I think uh, that would be just great. Today we're going to have a little trucking news. Uh, we'll have some automotive news, and in the third half of the show, we will have another reason why we are not on Mars. <laughs> another reason. So... Uh, there are many, many reasons, and uh, many people will not be going to Mars when I finally get there on the Red Planet. So, and uh, as we know, Shatner this week headed off into space, and I thought, oh, that's going to be awesome. But, you know, he was only in space like a few minutes or something. The whole flight was, what, less than two hours? I mean, is that really space? I don't know. I guess. Barely? I guess that's as close as we'll probably get at the current time. Now, the ATRI... American Transportation Research Institute, which is um, part of the ATA, our friends over at the ATA, they are trying to get more of these advanced driver safety features in trucks, okay? So uh, that's all great and everything. People know I love technology and uh, all the new things that come along with trucking and uh, everything else, really. You know, live in the past. We're not so running uh, as much as people like it we're not still running 1980s you know k100s or whatever down the road and it's a good thing trucks get good mileage and you know i like all the safety stuff but what they're talking about is all these um you know blind spot and uh, the cross traffic and all this what the the main thing that they were talking about is the front sensor for the automatic emergency braking right in the collision mitigation system now what you don't know what you don't know my truck broke down again, of course. You have a high-mileage truck. I don't know why companies run these trucks with a lot of miles, okay? I just don't get it. They should turn them in. They used to do that here, uh, you know, but they, to save money, uh, we're keeping trucks. So my truck at, you know, 570,000 miles is back in the shop again with some kind of coolant uh, leak that they can't figure out. So anyway, so I get a truck to drive a loaner truck it has 26 miles on it all right brand spanking new so they're like take this new truck all right (laughs) so so i'm driving that truck right first off they don't grease the fifth wheel anything awesome so we're gonna dry that we're gonna just dry that together that's pretty great but so you get in the truck and i'm looking through the (laughs) gauges and it already has a warning all right for low voltage on a light so that's pretty awesome Freightliner. That's pretty good uh, quality assurance right there. It is Hecho in Mexico, of course, on the little sticker on there. I love it. So it's got a low voltage uh, 
It only has a low voltage warning. It actually doesn't, all the lights are working. Go look at the lights and, uh, you know, they're all actually working. So, warning says left corner marker lamp voltage low. And uh, the lights are on. But here's the thing, right? The truck's brand new. All right. Why, why do we have this issue with it? You know, why do we have this issue? I'll be doing probably a video, uh, you know, about the truck too. But, you know, the other thing about the truck is it's filthy. All right. And, um, inside you know like the glass and that and i don't know it just bothers me how much does this truck cost 150 grand 125 to 150,000 dollars um just not really happy about that you know i think when you get a new car it's presented to you clean now you could say i guess the company um you know I, the inside of the glass is like a bunch of smudges and stuff all over it that's not acceptable and if the company did that you know they shouldn't do that either it should be clean when you get it, regardless of all that. But sensors and warnings that are on the dash, why is the truck coming out with sensors and warnings? Well, you know, that's just a lazy place that doesn't go through all the settings of the dash to find stuff. And just says, well, the lights are on, so uh, let's go with it. So uh, I can't care more than they care, so I don't know what to say. The lights all work on it, and it runs okay, of course, because it's new. Um, and I guess the other thing, you know, radio reception, not great. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got off on a tangent. So this uh, the warning, the sensors for the automatic braking on the truck. What this article said is that, oh, well, you know, drivers are more accepting of it now and companies, but mainly drivers, because, you know, the early um, the early editions of it were bad. It would go off all the time, which is true. It'll hit the brakes constantly, give you collision alerts and everything over the years. But now new ones, uh, they've all fixed that. Well, I'll tell you what, this went off on the way to the natty and back probably 10 times again for overhead signs bridges overpasses you know all this kind of stupid stuff they haven't fixed anything they haven't fixed it at all it's the same the same as it was this truck brand new so this would be the latest iteration or whatever of it it's the same it's still the same and that's why drivers don't like it in the winter in the winter this thing should not be slamming its brakes on it shouldn't be doing that anytime but in the winter, I don't want the truck to interact with the brakes. It should not do that. It should not. And it'd be different if it knew what it was doing. You know, in the last few weeks, I've traveled, uh, you know, extensively, for me anyways, in our car. And, and I have, you know, uh, adaptive crews in the Escape. Okay, it never goes off. It has a front center and a bumper just like the semi. It does not go off for overhead you know, obstructions, viaducts, anything like that. It doesn't. It didn't the whole time. It didn't do any of that stuff. And I use it, and it works good. And I don't know why trucks have to go off like that. I just don't understand why it does it. They're basically the same kind of system, it would seem. But trucks, for some reason, always, these, these adaptive crews and these collision mitigations have gone off for the dumbest things, road signs, bridges, overpasses, viaducts, Davenports, everything. They go off for all these things, and it hasn't been fixed, and that's why drivers don't like it and don't accept it. We need to get drivers to accept this. Well, fix the system so it works, all right? Fix it so it works. If it would stop going off for all these dumb things, yeah, that's correct. The same with this stupid lane-keeping thing, all right? So the other, they were talking about that drivers. Oh, well, you know, drivers should use this stuff. And then they commented that, well, the drivers in construction zones, and sometimes when you can't exactly follow the lanes, it just constantly goes off. Yeah. 
Right, there should be a way to turn it off, and not just for a few minutes. It should only give you a visual alert if that's all you want. They should do that, but they don't because they think it's safer. But all that happens is drivers disable them. We find them with, you know, the little speakers covered up with tape or paper stuffed in them or whatever. Why? Because it's annoying. Okay, especially a team where these alerts and stuff are going off, waking the passenger up, uh, passenger, right, the other driver up. Uh, what the heck? What the heck? That should be able to be turned off for that kind of thing. It just should. And once companies realize that, drivers would be more accepting of something that they can use and in the way that they want the information brought to them. That's what the ATRI needs to realize, and that's not what they're realizing. I want to talk about a company called Freewheeling Logistics. Now, this was an article, and I love this quote in there. Uh, this is a company in Ohio, okay, in the Midwest, a home of Rob from Ridiculousness, a good, close, personal friend of mine. He doesn't know that yet, but uh, he will when I'm on the show. So, uh, <laughs> of course, the wife is looking at me like, okay. All right, so and uh, what they said is that they are helping people who need a hand up basically you might have a record you might have i guess they're trying to compete with western express or whatever to uh, get people because that is a second chance company that'd be the only reason i would sing you to western express but what they said is that you know yeah people have criminal but the, you can't look at people's past to determine uh, anything about them i thought oh well why even get an application then <laughs> Just get their name and uh, go. I mean, what should we look at when we determine something about a person? The, their future? Well, you know, uh, we can a crystal ball. Go down, go down to your local crystal ball person and look at that. I mean, what else can you look at? You know, people's past behavior is what you have to look at. And I think it's different for somebody that has one criminal thing years ago and somebody who has a string of criminal activity. Okay, so that I think that's different. But to say we can't look at the past and then, you know, take a full application is ridiculous. I guess just don't do, just don't do any of that. Don't look into anything. And I love the picture which showed a mover. They're moving a refrigerator in somebody's house. I wonder what the people in the house would think um, if you said, well, you know, we don't we purposely don't look at anybody's past. And, uh, you know, they should put that out there more. I didn't think that was a great thing to uh, say in Texas. A teenager, 16, um, dies because he jumps from a moving semi. He was hitching a ride on the back. Now, you know, they said the truck driver who didn't stop didn't probably even know because they're hanging from the back door. This is what the cops, the popo, think down there. And because they found him laying in the road. First, they thought he was hit by a car, but then they figured out, no, he jumped from a truck. He's an idiot. All right. I don't even know what to say. Okay, if it's 16, you don't know yet to not do this. How would you how should someone that age get a driver's license? They can't even figure out not to hang from a moving truck down there. He so and plus, look, if you're going to hang from the truck, don't jump off of it when it's going down there. Wait till a stop sign or something like that. Maybe that's a good way to get off the truck. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, Papa Joe says you're not working hard enough. All right. So step it up. That's a quote. That's a quote from our daddy. He says, step it up, step it up. He said, I'm going to keep the ports open 24-7. And you know what? I thought they were open 24-7. Many years ago, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, I worked at uh, Park Ridge Transport in uh, outside Chicago. I don't know what little city it's in out there. 
and I don't actually even know if they're still open. And also worked for Pals Cartage for a while. And uh, they were in Kymet City or somewhere in the South Side. South Side! And um, I ran containers around Chicago at night. <laughs> and the night shift. So, And I would get lifts on and off and everything. The ports, uh, these are not ports, right? But containers and that, they were open. Okay, they were not closed. You, there wasn't a line. You know, I'd go in the UP or whatever. I remember going up that little brick road. People from Chicago know that little brick road that curves. I think that was the UP, right? And uh, going up that hill. But you'd get, sometimes you'd have to go get a chassis and go get a lift on or whatever or get yours lifted off. I remember doing that at night. Are the, can we not do containers in California at night? I don't understand. I kind of thought they were open. And this was a long time ago when I did this. Okay, so. If they're not open, they always should have been open uh, 24 hours a day for maximum efficiency. I'm very surprised, to be honest with you, that they were not open. In Texas, there's a lawsuit against a driver, UPS driver. Now, apparently there was stop traffic, and he ran into the back of traffic, right? Killed somebody, a couple other people injured. And so, because of the law in Texas, they sued the driver himself. Now... I don't know. If, is this a great idea? Let me ask you. Think about Now think about this for a minute. So there's an accident. And because of the law, you have to sue the driver personally. Okay. So they won a $27 million judgment against the driver. Let me ask you. Take all your time to do that. You got to go through this long trial. I mean, it was a long trial because there's a lot of evidence and all that. And you win $27 million. Do you think you're going to get any of that money? Do you know what the next thing the driver's going to do? Uh, call up his local bankruptcy attorney? I mean, I'm serious about that. There comes a point when you say it's just not practical to do this because you're wasting all your time and you aren't going to get anything. That kind of case is going to BK out of because, look, nobody's going to be able to pay $27 million that drives it for UPS. They may good, make good money, but, you know, even great money, you're only going to make 3 or $4 million in your entire career. So you're not going to be able to pay that kind of judgment. And it was because of the law. It was against the driver. They were quite clear about that in the article. So, okay, so you get that judgment. Next day, he just bebops down to the bankruptcy because you would have to. Otherwise, people would start attaching your assets. and all. So you would just have to go down to bankruptcy. Are you going to get some of it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know exactly what the law is. It's going to be a, such a small amount that I really can't believe they got an attorney to take the case. Because that attorney's got to know, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be able to get any money. Let's say he couldn't even bankrupt out of it. I don't know the law, okay? I'm not an attorney. People are always surprised to hear that. So I don't know exactly how much this driver would have to pay. But how much of it could you pay? Just think about that. So you have this case against you, $27 million. What are they going to make you pay? They can only take a certain percentage of your check or whatever. for So it's the rest of your life. I mean... Just at some practical point, you have to say, you know what? There's just not anything we can do about it. You're mad or whatever. I get it. But suing a driver for $27 million, I don't know that you're ever going to get anything. I'm, I still can't believe the attorney took it. There must be more to that than I know. And uh, that's why I'm not an attorney and the hammer is. I want to talk about a little bit of automotive news today. The fastest police car, I don't know if you know this, in Michigan. Michigan does this extensive testing of police vehicles every, uh, I don't actually know how often it is. So, but they do this extensive police vehicle testing in Michigan. And so all the car makers that have 
a police vehicle. And this is what it has to be. It has to be an official vehicle from a manufacturer that is intended for police use, like the old 9C1 and the Crown Victoria. It can't be a prototype. It can't be they just stick lights on a car. It's got to be an official vehicle that they sell to police departments. And they tested 16 of them this year uh, or this testing period of uh, vehicles. And you know what the fastest one zero to 60 is? <laughs> How about this? It is the Ford Explorer Police. What do you think about that? Yes, it beat the Charger to 60 by 7 tenths of a second. So 5.5 to 60, not bad for what is basically a truck. That's the twin turbo EcoBoost right in that thing. And uh, that's 400 horsepower. The Police Charger's 380 horsepower. But uh, with all-wheel drive on the Explorer, it is faster than the Charger. I thought that was pretty good for a truck and that is um, other states use the michigan uh you know the stuff that they do in michigan this goes all over the country they use this information to buy their police vehicles so currently it is the fastest production police vehicle from a manufacturer in the united states and if you can go more than faster than 5.5 to 60 i guess you can outrun one it had a top speed of 148 miles an hour so maybe on your ninja or whatever you can get away with them that would be pretty good NADA, the National Automobile Dealers Association, wants to help educate dealers so that they can sell electric cars. Here's the thing. I'm always poking around at the dealerships, and whenever I go get the oil changed or whatever, I'm in there talking to them. I was talking to them about the uh, Mach-E last time I was in there. And it isn't that they're not educated. They could care less about selling electric cars. I'll tell you that. That is the vibe. That's what kids say these days. That's the vibe I got. In the place talking about electric cars same down at chevy when they had the bolts in that and volts even they couldn't cared less they didn't know anything they didn't want to know anything they're like yeah here's a brochure about it we don't know anything about they don't know they don't care they don't care at the d what do you think they're selling at ford f-150s okay they make tons of money on those people come in for a maki -E here and where it's 20 below in the winter time not really so i don't think educating the dealers the thing they don't don't care to sell a car that they don't make that much money on, which I totally understand. But um, they don't care. You're gonna have to get them to care. I don't know how you're gonna have to, how you're gonna do that. Now, when I think about quality vehicles and what country makes the best vehicles, what comes to mind? What are you thinking right now? Hmm? You, I know you have a country in mind that you're saying, okay, this country makes the best vehicles in the world, and I can't wait until they sell their cars here in the United States. <laughs> That's right. Vietnam. That's what you were thinking, right? Well, our friends in Vietnam have a car, the VinFast Motors E36, <laughs> all right? And they actually have a couple of cars. They're going to be at an auto show uh, next year, and they plan to start selling cars in 2022 or early 2023 right here in the United States. Won't that be great? I mean, who makes better cars than Vietnam? Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, sure, Mark. But yeah, what about Peugeots? <laughs> I get it. I get it. French, also known for high-quality automobiles. But Vietnam will be selling cars right here. They hope. They hope. I love that. We hope to get a 60-dealer network available to sell these vehicles i can imagine it'll be like daewoo if you remember when those cars were here where some dealer would glom on and add the daewoo dealership to their place uh until those went defunct because they were garbage that's french for bad 
So that's the thing about some company like this from Vietnam coming in. Oh, I mean, holy mackerel. Would you buy a car made in Vietnam? And the thing is, people might say no, but I'll tell you, there are a lot of cars sold here today that are made in, you know, places that you would otherwise say, oh, I would never buy a car made there. But yet here we are. The Transit Connects are made in Turkey, right? And uh, EcoSports made in India. So although they're uh, they're not going to be sold here anymore, there's cars made all over the world that are sold here and some Buicks are made in China. So I don't know, maybe people will do it. I Really, even selling cars, nobody asked where the cars are made. They posted on the sticker that nobody cared. Nobody cared. And that's why you've got the problems that you have now with all this other stuff, because uh, nobody cared where things were made. As we uh, as we head back on the big road and uh, put it in top gear, I want to give you another reason why we're not on Mars. So uh, Dateline, South Carolina, we have um, this person down there, okay? And he's like, you know what? I need to work on my car. I need to work on my car. So he puts a jack under there, but he's only got like the little jack that they put in the trunk. You know, the little thing that you spin and uh, <laughs> you're not great. You should never get under a car that has one of those in there unless you have it supported some other way. And he's like, you know, I could go get a ramp, those little ramps you drive up on, but phew, who wants to do that? So how can I lift the car higher with this jack so I can get under it and do some work to it? Now, what do you think? Do you think there's a way to do that? Well, there is. And what you do... Let's get your tools out. You go pop your hood, pop the pop it, just pop it. And you take the battery out and put the jack on the battery and then jack the car up. Now that is some good thinking right there. All right. So that's what this person did. They, uh, <laughs> I don't know who, who thinks of this. They put the jack on the battery and jack the car up. Okay. So now they have that little weird jack from your trunk uh, that you spin around, and they put it on there. And it, and I think it would fit. I thought, I wonder what it would fit. Maybe, because that thing gets pretty small when it folds up. Anyway, apparently it did fit. This is a verified story. And he jacks it up and gets under the car. Well, I don't know if you know anything about car batteries, but they don't have a lot of strength to hold weight up. Although, actually thinking about it it doesn't say on the battery not to use it as a substitute jack stand so maybe that'll be a new sticker for it either way um the battery collapses all <laughs> right imagine that the car falls down on this guy pinning him underneath the car and injuring him and he is then eaten to death by the battery acid that leaks out apparently of a crushed battery it's full of acid who knew I did. <laughs> he didn't know that, and he died uh, in what is likely a quite horrible death. Full of battery acid. Isn't that awesome? I wonder, <laughs> I was just wondering, really, if the battery was a diehard. I mean, did you, I thought about it. Come on, come on. It crossed your mind. It did cross your mind, <laughs> right? Believe me. So that's uh, another person who will not be joining me on Mars because he is boiled to death in battery acid. And uh, moral of the story, just get a set of ramps or, uh, you know, a jack stand for your car, please. <laughs> and the most ironic part of it is his job is as a safety officer in a local food plant and 
And get this, get this. 10 years before this accident, a car fell off of a stand and crushed his legs that he was working under because he had it on some Fugazi jack stand. So, and broke both of his legs 10 years before in the same type of accident. So, I don't even know what to say about that. All right. And he's like, oh, well, I better put something sturdy under here like a battery. Oh, my God. So, he will not be on Mars with uh, me and Elon Musk and any of you that show up there to uh, imagine how, my, how many miles we could get on Mars. There's no traffic or anything. It's just those couple broke down cars we got laying around up there. That's the thing about us on Earth, right? We send vehicles everywhere and they're broke down to Mars. The moon's got a broke down car on it. So, uh, I love it. Either way, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today uh, from uh, Gracie and me here at Trucking Answers. I want to thank you for listening. And uh, please send your missives or reasons that we're not on Mars to me at mark at truckinganswersnation.com. And we'll be back soon with uh, yet another Trucking Answers. Check out the YouTube channel, of course, for uh, more fun and frivolity over there. And we'll see you soon. Be safe out there.